I'm Tammy McCarthy. And I'm Becky Davis. We're two soul sisters on the front lines of growth and transformation, getting real about it all. You know, sometimes we're totally in our woo-woo groove, walking on light. Yep. And other times, we lose our footing and end up tripping over those very same rays of sunshine. That's woo-woo in the real world. On this show, we're giving you an inside look at all the healing practices and mindfulness that we use and how we integrate them into our lives. Yep, we're talking to interesting people who can help us along the way as we look at some of the woo and wild things that make us go, hmm. We hope that you'll join us. Living Living woo-woo in the real world. Well, welcome back to Woo Woo in the Real World, and this is the Earth episode, mm-hmm. and our theme is rituals. Today, we're going to be talking about some grounding practices and rituals. Thank goodness I could use it today. I know, and we have a special guest in the studio. We have Eve Kerwin, white buffalo woman, who is a shamanic healer and spiritual channel. So welcome to the studio, Eve. Thank you so much it's for having me. It's such an Thank honor you. to have you here. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Um, and yeah, so a lot is going on. A lot is going um, on. And first of all, I just want to say props to Becky if you're watching the video <laughs> for our Earth episode. She just ran out into her garden and we have this beautiful hydrangea and we lit some candles and we have little mini pine cones and leaves, right? right? And I'm already feeling more grounded. <laughs> I know. It is funny when just you bring, by this table right, when you bring here, nature in, it does do then, that. Uh, I brought a little um, smoky quartz here, um, which is a stone that I've been grabbing lately um, to feel a little more grounded and bringing it into um, my meditation practice. Really? Yeah. So I really, of course you can. I feel like I need another experience of <laughs> holding something today. When you watch yeah. our when you watch our bonus footage from Eve's yes um, so healing room, we started out um, at Eve's um, home where she does her private one on one healing sessions, and we went into Eve's healing room. And my goodness, that is a video that you definitely want to watch because she gave us a tour, and it's filled, very nicely filled. Mm-hmm. Um, because you also just redid your space with many artifacts and sacred artifacts and objects um, from Eve's travels. So we're going to dive into all of that. Um, Eve also has written a book. She's co-authored a book about her life. It's called The Awakening, The Life and Work of Eve Kerwin, White Buffalo Woman. And we're going to link to that um, because you can get that on Amazon. And I'm sure after you watch the video and after you hear this episode, well, two things. One, you might be inclined to say, hey, I want to get a session with Eve, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing, and I can vouch for it um, and talk about it. But also, you might want to buy the book and, right. and hear more about her life, which is amazing. Yes. Um, so we're going to dive right in. And I'm I'm just going to start off by saying, Eve, you know, I introduced you um, as a shamanic healer and spiritual channel. And there may be people going, um, hold on, what What is that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. What is that? So before we dive into how you came into this work, which is fascinating, um, let's just start off by helping folks understand what a shamanic healer is and a spiritual channel and how you came to, you know, get that title. But let's just define it first. Well, shamanism is the oldest form of healing really is it's the ancient of the ancient ways um it was more tribal the tribes of course since the beginning of time no matter what tribe it was whatever you know all over the world um it's the medicine men the medicine women and it's the old old way old old form of healing now healing is healing healing all healing is great of course it's it's needed it's beneficial it, it opens us up it enlightens us in many different levels of the of of the you know earth air fire and water understanding and of course in the um spiritual mental emotional and physical bodies our auric fields so shamanism is very very deep and it works in very very different levels with each individual according to what each person needs for their for their um uplifting experience to keep graduating their soul 
to the next level and that is the basis of all of our souls is to keep upgrading your knowledge and your understanding but it's upgrading the soul so that when we finally come to the end of this lifetime our, the life that we all living now presently we will be placed accordingly to where we left off from this present lifetime to move on to the next level of life wherever that will be whether it will be here on earth once again within the earth or in an outer dimension mm. we don't know where we will be placed but we will be placed in the ethers somewhere mm -hmm. out there and or on earth once again but it is the basis of what you're um, achieving presently through your soul this lifetime and where your soul wishes to take you to keep graduating the, the, the higher and higher consciousness that you've earned from the knowledge this lifetime, but also combining it with your past lives of what you, which you're trying to clear out from your past mm -hmm. in conjunction to your present day living way. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole overlay, underlay, <laughs> middle of the roadway of understanding how the system really works to escalate mm -hmm. your rhythm and acceptance of what your next um, step needs to be in your consciousness mm -hmm. and evolution. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to unpack. That yeah. is a lot to unpack. And yes. I guess my first question always sure. is to people who have this kind of knowledge, how did you come into knowing this? Wow. <laughs> that's a... <laughs> a, that's a um, are very uh this i could talk for hours just on this one <laughs> uh, question but um with me personally uh the process that that occurred for me was uh, since i was a, a child a young child i was always experiencing paranormal experiences never understood them mm. there was no one to explain it to me mm -hmm. i would try to seek guidance and ask questions um i went to catholic school i was taught by the nuns um and they looked at me like, what is this little girl talking about? What is, yeah. she, what is she trying to find out? They didn't understand where I was coming from. Um, but I was always having these experiences, and I was never having uh, the answers that I was looking for received through me. There were the, there, I really wasn't receiving answers. It yeah. wasn't making sense. But people would say, oh, it was probably just your imagination or, or what you were dreaming, and you didn't really understand that you were really dreaming, but I wasn't dreaming. <laughs> and and you know, things like this. And it was always like a major question mark, major in my mind yeah. that never went away. But what was I to do with it? I, you know, so I just kept going from day to day, living my life, et cetera, et cetera. I was a child and, you know, as life unfolds, it, it kept unfolding. Yeah. But as life kept unfolding, the paranormal kept merging in even more quickly and deeply. Could you give an example of what, you, when you say paranormal, like give us an example of what was happening to you as a child. Okay, one really deep experience. Um, I was um, <clears throat> probably in my early teen years and uh, I was sleeping, you know, but I woke up. I was not dreaming. I woke up in the middle of the night knowing that there was a presence standing at the foot of my bed. Mm. And sure enough, I look straight on and there's a man standing there, a man like a man would look, but he had on a white shirt and black pants, black trousers. And he looked normally like a, a man would look, but and I'm saying, who is he? And I started to scream uncontrollably. Mm. Now, it was probably like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Well, that'd be scary. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the whole house was um, asleep. Mm -hmm. And I'm screaming. I sit up like I bolt up in bed. And I'm you know sitting up now in bed screaming like hysterically. And my father comes running into the bedroom, of course. And he's saying, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And the man just disappeared and walked through the wall. Oh, boy. And I said to my father, didn't you see him? Didn't you see him? And he's saying, see who? <laughs> who? He says, it was a bad dream. I said, it wasn't a dream. There was somebody here. And he walked through the wall. So now my father's running through the house uncontrollably, checking the whole house out and no one to be found. Mm -hmm. But it was a visitation. Yeah. 
And um, so he didn't look like a, a far out type of being or you know anything scary, he just looked like a regular man is all I could say. But I've had experiences <coughs> with situations that there were beings, uh, many beings visiting with me. And as, as I became older and older, I was more in tune to it mm -hmm. and I wasn't all riled up. Like I had one experience, um, I woke up, it's, it's always I wake up, I'm not dreaming, I literally wake up and there was a Native American Indian standing at the foot of my bed. Huh. And, um, and he was a very, very big, big, huge Native American in the buckskin with the with you know the the what do you call it the the hanging the tassels uh, yeah the, the, really the really regal very mm -hmm. regal muscular and I I wasn't shaken but I said who are you <laughs> I said who are you and 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 what do you need what do you want he says you know who I am and I said no I don't know who you are but I did get to know who he was because um, when I was in ninth grade. So how old was I? I don't know. Ninth grade, how old? 14, probably, 14. yeah. yeah. 13, yeah. 14. I had an experience uh, with a classmate who, who the family, their family, uh, experienced something with this Native American Indian. Mm -hmm. And he appeared to her brother in their home. They were raking leaves. It's a big story. It's a long story, but I'll try to s consolidate it. And so she, she told me the whole story, and she was all, like, animated telling me this story. It was on a Monday morning at school. So I'm listening to this story in depth, and it made such a deep impression in my mind. But, you know, I, it, it never left my mind. It was the same spirit that her brother, that he appeared to her brother. He was, he was a soul that was stuck. He was Native American. It was in Coscob, Connecticut. And he... Um, uh, never crossed over mm -hmm. and that area was all Native American territory mm -hmm. uh, and I grew up in that area as a child that's where I lived as well so you know I was kind of in tune to the understanding of the Native Americans there and um, anyway he said to me when he's standing at the foot, foot of my bed he said you know who I am and I said no he's think about it you know who I am and then it hit me that he was the Indian that I retained in my mind from the story that I heard from my friend explaining the story, what happened to them that the day before. And he said, I need your help. And you're the one, I've been waiting for you. I was waiting for you to graduate yourself to where you are now, because I came to ask you for help. I need to be crossed over. So he made his plea to me if I would cross him to the other side, because he was stuck, he was stuck in this So dimension. at that point, if I may interrupt, yes. um, had you ever crossed a soul over? Oh yes. So, I, I, so this was later, when you knew that you had this gift, I was able you to were do able this. to do it. Yes. So you had some experience at this point. I was point, already crossing, this was yes. Like, okay, gotcha. And so he, he said, you know, I need your assistance. And I said, yes, I will, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> of course I'm gonna do it. Uh -huh. So I was, so he left. He just vanished as fast as he came he vanished he just poofed away hmm. and so I started to think about it and I knew I had to do it rather quickly because it was on my mind and I wanted to 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 achieve what he asked uh, from me and um, I knew I had to do it within the next few days so I chose the day and it was starting to rain that day and I said maybe it's even better because I'm going to be doing this outside and you know I'm going to be using my drum and it's going to probably attract attention it was in a you know, it wasn't in a secluded area. Mm -hmm. um, and I did go to where I knew from the story that I heard about when I was this, you know, young teenage girl. I went back to that area, and sure enough, I parked my car, and there he was. I saw him, you know, through my eyes. You know, it was etheric. There he was sitting in the tree. He was sitting up in the tree. Oh, wow. Waiting for me. It's, it looked exactly the same dressed in the buckskin, you know, big, brawny, very muscular, handsome Indian there. <laughs> and I started, you know, banging my drum and starting my ritual to bring him, you know, to, you know, get him to get his attention to, you know, kind of in a way ground up, but not really because he, <laughs> he was out of his body, but to get him focused. And then I crossed him over and he did go. He off wow. he went. And, um, so that was 
considered paranormal, you know, I would say. (laughs) But I've had many, many experiences. I could go on and on. I could talk about it forever uh, of different experiences with the paranormal from other dimensions. Mm -hmm. And um, so... So let's back it up for a moment, Mm -hmm. right? Because... um, First of all, wow. <laughs> I know that's I'm just thinking I could get so lost in all the stories yeah. of it because it's so incredible. It's so interesting to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just back it up to um, which I think is probably what started maybe your official work in this way, right? Um, which was, you know, you've experienced a lot of tragedy in your life. Yes. Um, and I mean, I, I would think that um, possibly the death of your sister at yes. a very young age yes. w- was kind of the first. I was 16. She was 12. Mm-hmm. And it was a major um, unexpected situation. We, sh- we did not expect her to pass away. She passed away on a Friday afternoon. And, um, you know, it was very traumatic. And uh, you can, it was j- very traumatic. And that evening, that Friday evening, our house was filled, overflowing with neighbors, relatives, friends coming to support us because it was such a tragedy. And it was, it was just terribly, I mean, I, it, when I think about it, but my mom and dad really, really were just beyond, beyond, yeah. and, and she myself. She was the youngest. She was correct? the youngest. So you're one I, of three? One of three. Okay. I was the middle sister. I was 16. She was 12. My sister that passed, her name was Mary. I was uh, 16 at the time and my older sister was um, started had just started her uh, first year of college so she was about 18 mm-hmm. um, and she was out of state she was in college so she was not present and uh, so she had to fly home she came home the next day um, but so the house was overflowing with so many people and it was very overwhelming for me and I was just crying uncontrollably I was just like traumatized so I finally slipped away from the crowd and I went up to my bedroom and um, I'm just crying constantly crying 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 so what I did was I went into my mother and father's bedroom firstly before I went into mine and the reason why I did that was my mother always had a, a, a beautiful statue a very large statue of the Blessed Mother in her bedroom and I went on my bended knees in front of the statue, and I was crying uncontrollably and praying before the statue, and I'm saying, I don't understand this. Why mm-hmm. did this have to happen? And, you know, I'm just talking like this uncontrollably and sobbing, sobbing. So then I w- went into my bedroom, and I never turned on a light, never flipped the switch. I was in total darkness in my bedroom, <clears throat> and I just g- took, removed my clothes and slipped my nightgown over my head and I had a double bed and I um, flipped the comforter down and I got into the left side of the bed and I I just stayed I was on flat on my back on the left side of the bed crying uncontrollably and I'm sobbing sobbing and but the, the room mind you was dark and never put on never flipped the light switch on and all of a sudden the other side of the comforter on the right side of the bed, the comforter pulls down on its own. Like, like well, I, I didn't know it was on its own. The <laughs> right. comforter pulled down, like knowing that somebody was getting into bed with me. And I froze. Now I froze. My heart is, I says, oh my God. I'm thinking there, there was somebody. Came from downstairs. Yeah. Right. yeah. Or right. somebody mm-hmm. was hiding in my room because oh. I never put the light on. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I said, now what's going to happen? Now wh- what's going to happen to me? I hear I'm crying and there's somebody in bed with me. I just couldn't figure this out. Nobody spoke to me. Nobody touched me. I think, I thought somebody was going to literally attack me. That's yeah. what I was yeah. thinking. I mean, I was all crazy in my head to begin with right. what, what so was going grief on stricken. yeah and nobody spoke n- nobody touched me nothing so I'd say eh, maybe about 10 minutes passed and I'm my heart is beating I'm thinking I'm going to pass away f- with a heart attack from <laughs> you know so I can't control myself and I finally had enough nerve and I put my hand under the comforter and I there's nobody there I'm thinking I'm going to touch a body right there, there's nothing, I can't feel anything. But I felt the mat- mattress go down when the mm. person entered 
mm-hmm. the bed, you know, came into the bed. But there's nothing there. And then a voice says to me, it's me. It was my sister who had passed that afternoon. She says, oh. it's me. It, I'm here to tell you that I reached the other side safe. Oh, oh my God. You, I can't even begin to tell you. I can't. That was the true awakening. That's why I, I, I um, the title, title of my book, book is yeah. The Awakening. Mm-hmm. That was my major awakening, and that told me everything. Not right then and there, but as time passed, I started understanding these paranormal situations, and here I had one with my sister who had just crossed that afternoon wow. to the other side. She came to comfort me, and I'm saying, what is this? What is this? But I think she was trying to have me adjust Mm -hmm. she didn't understand it too it was new for her right you know that I'm trying to adjust to this and then when she said it's me oh my goodness I can't even begin to tell you that's something that will never leave my mind and that was the true awakening force for me putting two and two together saying there's more to the way this world truly operates more than Mm -hmm. what even the nuns taught us through Mm -hmm. our religious understanding of of heaven and Right. There was just more to it. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that was really my wake up. And at, at 16. At 16. Right. Yeah. And that's when it started kicking in more so and more so. More paranormal kept coming. Then mm-hmm. I was, was not afraid at all in any way, shape, or form. And then as life continues on, you know, <laughs> I, so many years later, I was married. I, I became married, started my family, brought forth my daughter and my son. And life unfolds the way it did. Uh, and many, many other things occurred there as well um, to bring me to where I am today with the passing of my husband and my father, uh, burying, burying my husband and father together. Very traumatic. Yeah. Well, not only that loss of your husband and your father, but they died within days of each other. Yes. Is that right? My f- yes. The, uh, my father died on a Friday night, and my husband died fr- a Sunday morning. Wow. And then you had a very distinctive um, visitation from the spirit world Yes. after that happened. Yes. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Um, now, of course, so many days later, um, not many days, because my husband passed on the 14th of August in uh, 1994, and this occurred... August 20th, 1994. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't given much time. Um, and my father passed on the on the, the 12th. So my, my father passed the 12th, my husband passed the 14th, and then on the 20th, I have another major, major experience. And it was White Buffalo Woman, who, who is now my main and primary guide, who, who I'm representing on Earth at this time. This is why... I've claimed the name White Buffalo Woman, but I was told that this is my name, White Buffalo Woman. I'm representing her essence. Mm. And um, she explained everything to me and um, told me that it was her that had a major role in my paranormal experiences Mm. because I was being tested. I had to be tested to see if I had what it took to execute what I'm doing today in the in my work with with with, with my fellow man. You know, the work is deep uh, situations that I work with today in the cases that I do in the situations. And so she said I passed the test because if I had said whoever you are leave me alone with all these experiences. She said you w- you were not the candidate. I would right. have left you alone. Mm-hmm. And that would have been a shame if I took that yes. route, I never would have had that answer. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was something in me, but that's why I guess I was chosen as well to do this work mm-hmm. because she saw that in me mm-hmm. in the beginning. And so I guess I had to prove it. And I, right. yeah. and, uh, thankfully I proved it. Yeah. So on August 20th, 1994, yes. you get this visitation from the white Buffalo woman. Yeah. Where are you? Are you... Yeah, and what are you doing? <laughs> like, did you, were you in a, were you yeah. meditating? Were you in well, some kind no, of ceremony? No, did she still, come while you were in the shower? Would, like, well, how did I that... was still very much traumatized, yeah. you know, yeah, from, I mean, the, from yes, the death. I can imagine. Yeah. Uh, but I was basically in the room that is now my healing room. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was like yes. the initiation, uh, perhaps, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, that's the room, you know, right. whatever. 
Um, and, uh, and she said, now your true work begins. Your, your work on earth now, uh, what will occur for you is your true work is the reason why you're here. And that's, and here I am. <laughs> uh, look how many years later. In 94, and here we are. Pretty amazing. Yeah, right. yeah. So um, when we were in your healing room before we, we came to the studio to record this, this portion, um, we talked about your drum. Yes. And uh, in the explaining of your drum, which is an amazing object um, and a big part of your work, you had said that in a previous lifetime you were married yes. to a medicine man. No, no. My daughter today. Okay, my, wait. My, she was married to him. She, she okay. Was, yeah. My the, the <laughs> medicine man was yeah. my son-in-law. Son -in oh, okay. son-in-law. Lifetime. Got it. I was I was queen of an African village, mm -hmm. and he was the medicine man for our tribe. So you see, I've I've been I've been connected so it to feels tribes. Feels like you have been circling around yeah, this yeah. for a few lifetimes. Oh yes, is, oh is yeah. What I'm yeah. I'm gathering and understanding. Yeah. When you told that story of the drum, I was like, okay, this is. This is definitely, um, and, and linking back to how we started the episode with what you were saying about how you came to this work and what a shamanic healer is. Yes. Um, and also the soul's evolution, right? And, yes. and what happens and why and why we're here and it's the upgrading and sort of the purification of the soul, yes. right? And it just all started to click for me mm -hmm. that, you know, we're witnessing through your storytelling the evolution of your yeah. soul, you, yes. and your life's work. Yes, yes. Um, I myself have a hard time believing it for me. <laughs> and you have and a I'm hard living, time. I'm living through it. Yeah. But it's, it, it, I mean, I'm telling you the truth. There's not a day that doesn't go by, mm -hmm. especially when I wake up in the morning that I say, I can't believe yeah. that this is my life. That right. I'm living this life of what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I never thought my life would be what I'm doing today. Never. How ever. did it come to be where all the dots got connected that you could actually do the healing work? That um, was divine intervention. Um, that was White Buffalo Woman mm -hmm. who took charge. Uh, and she would say, You put your hand here, you do this. You know, it wasn't like I took a course, mm -hmm. you know, and you learn. Exactly. Through a manual or something. Mm -hmm. No. She but sign it, up today. Yeah. <laughs> and you too. It can be. Yeah. yeah. This was truly what happened. One of my main, I'll say the breakthrough case was a woman that literally worked with my mother. She was a coworker of my mother's. And um, one day I had visited my mom at her place of work. She, she worked at Bloomingdale's. Mm -hmm. uh, she was in the interior decorating department. And, um, and there was this, she was a very nice woman. She worked in the, the, in the store. She didn't work with my mother in that department, but she worked in the store. And I'd get to know her, like I'd have lunch with my mom and I'd be in the cafeteria and, you know, and the coworkers and, you know, I'd get to know a lot of the people working there. And she was complaining that her knee, her, her left knee was in such severe pain. Mm. She said, unbelievable pain. And I said to her, what's wrong with your knee? And she said, I don't know. They're telling me, they seem to say I have water on the knee. And she says, I've been to all sorts of doctors and they're draining my knee and they're giving me all these pills and medications and nothing is solving it. And she says, I'm limping. I, I shouldn't even be working. I, I can't even function. And I got thinking about it and I said, hmm, you know, maybe I could do something for her. I mean, I don't know where that's where, yep. Right. So I said to her, if you want to come by my house, she knew where I lived. I said, if you want to come by, I'll see what I could do for you. She says, yes, I'd love, I'd love that. She trusted me. I don't know how that was working out, but she was kind of like my first, one of my first, should I say, experiments with it. Mm -hmm. And I, so I bend down and I start working with her and I go to her knee and she couldn't believe it. And she's going, oh my God, oh my God, oh, I can feel, I can feel so much going, what is this, what's happening? And she was like panicking, but she said she was able to feel something moving through her body hmm. and she was feeling heat. And I said, good, it must be good. I don't know. I said, I don't know. <laughs> We're just going to go with this. Yeah. Right? <laughs> a couple days later, she called me up and she said, I cannot believe this. The pain is totally gone. Wow. And the knee is totally fine. The swelling, everything has rectified. Everything is like this never happened. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I said, oh, my goodness. So she was really one of the first ones that gave me the opportunity. Mm -hmm. 
And then um, there was these two men that I, I, I <laughs> knew, um, that I got to know from a, from a little store in Stanford, um, and they were delivery men. And they were very nice men, and I, and I, g I got to know these two guys. And, um, and one of them was <laughs> complaining that his back was killing him, oh, from lifting and lugging and doing these deliveries and everything. I said, maybe I could help you. <laughs> so I says, let me, he said, yes, please, I will, anything, anything. You probably thought you were going to give him a massage I know. Yeah, or something, I, yeah. And the same thing happened with him. I, I, I did what I did, and they guided me every inch of the way, do this, do this, do this, do this, and son of a gun. Huh. I saw him a week later, and he said, this is a miracle, miraculous. He said, I've been to this doctor, that doctor. He said, whatever you did to me, oh, my God, the pain is totally gone from my body. So it was, they were showing me. Right. But I, that's what it was. They were proving to me. Mm -hmm. So this is how it just kept escalating and escalating mm -hmm. in, in, in so many different levels. Mm -hmm. So fascinating, right? Very. So just tying it back to the real world, right? <laughs> because this is, this is a lofty conversation. It is. Um, and fascinating. But, um, you know, it's kind of like when I come across something that I'm reading um, and, you know, it's like, you know, just trust that you're divinely guided, right? Or if you're reading your mm -hmm. horoscope or, you know, whatever it is in terms of that source of information that you might be going to to look for guidance, right? And, um, you know, have faith, trust. These are all themes, yes. right? Um, the downloads, the knowings, mm -hmm. whatever mm -hmm. that little mm -hmm. voice is inside of your yes. head, whatever. We as humans all experience that, right? And sometimes we're like, you know what? And it's, it's like what we said in the fire episode. I just don't know, right. but I'm just going to go with this mm -hmm. because something at my, in my in gut, my gut is telling, is me. telling mm -hmm. me, right? And this is Eve's version of that, right? Yeah. She's yeah. like, when that woman's True knee surrender. was hurting, yeah. hurting, right? It's like she surrendered to it. She had some really intense things happening in her life. And she surrendered to this knowing, to this download, to this intuition, and she was being guided, mm -hmm. and she was given proof or information or results or something shifted or, right? Yep, validation. And she just kept following. And, and a lot of times, you know, we as humans are like, okay, I'm going to do these five things, and then what is going to be the result? <laughs> right, right? Yes, right. And it's normally true. it's like, what's the payoff for me? Right. Exactly. Right? What am I, I going to do this, but this. here's this one. Like, mm -hmm. is it going to get me the money that I want? Mm -hmm. Is it going right. to get me the right. guy that I want? Is yes. it going to get me the girl that That's I want? Is it going true. to, right? Yeah. Because we live in this world where we're conditioned, like everything has to have this like huge payoff at this the end. This result yeah. from the effort yeah. you're putting in. But yeah. it's but absolutely, I'm so glad you're talking about this. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's but absolutely sometimes true. it's just the next step. Yes. And that next step, if you just take it and if you just trust it, that yeah. is the whole thing. Right. It's the doing. Yes. It is the it's, whole it's thing. It's the doing. And it will lead doing you. And, trust. and yeah. it will lead you. But if you're looking for the 10 steps and you yeah. want to know if you take those 10 steps. Where that's going to If go. it's going to. Where? But yeah. also, is it going to be worth it? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Well, no. You might be uncomfortable. You might go, I don't know why I should be touching your knee or your back. <laughs> right. Why am I talking to this delivery person? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's but absolutely true, yeah. So it's, yeah. You know, but I, I, when I think back, you know, I think back of everything, really, but I really feel that I have gone out, I've gone out on a limb many, many times because, you know, maybe, maybe it was the, the, the little feistiness inside of me that I've always had, even as a little girl, um, and I don't know where that came from. I was so different from the, my older sister and my younger sister. I had something in me that was always pushing me and pushing me. And I, I was almost kind of fearless and, uh, compared to my two sisters anyway. I mean, mm -hmm. they were my comparison, I guess. I'm not trying to put them down. But, but I, there, was, there was something that I would always go the extra step. Mm -hmm. I was maybe the daredevil or whatever, and I don't know where that came from, mm -hmm. but I think that that was the push that always, unbeknownst to me or not, not understanding it, um, that was the hand, the hand of God probably right. pushing me mm -hmm. along my path to say, just keep going, keep going, and you'll see you'll be okay. And that's what I think 
is the bigger picture in my mind yeah. mm -hmm. because something kept pushing me mm -hmm. forward to take another chance take it don't be afraid do this do this. and i did yeah and your soul that's I mean, right. that yeah. was your soul also well, yeah and yeah. I, th I think that that happens to all of us right because we're all scared it doesn't matter what it is that's in front of us that people say it all the time like if you don't if you don't have something on your calendar that makes you scared you're not you're right. not investing or doing your time in the right things you kind of need that to be on that edge to constantly be seeing what where is this going and where is it going to take me and i mean it is kind of interesting to think about what pulled you through or what pushed you through and some people back it all the way up you know oh yeah back it all the way up yeah. from that edge but yeah because it is scary and it's frightening but it is it's universal i mean it, the 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 fear is real the fear is the real. Fear yeah. is real. Yeah. But you that's see, the ego. The, the fear many right. times blocks people yeah. from going forward. Right. And that's unfortunate because they're not taking the chance that they really, they're not giving, they're not allowing the opportunity to be shown to them because then, then if it's proven to them, they'll take a bigger step Correct. and a bigger chance. Yes. And many people are just so afraid to tip their toe, tip the toe, the, what's it, the toe? Tip your toe in the water? <laughs> yeah, they're <laughs> just so afraid to even start the process. Mm -hmm. Right. They're, they're, they're protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. They're not really protecting themselves. They're shutting themselves down. Yeah. That's right. That's the, right. And also, you know, I'm so glad you said that. And I'm so glad, like, our conversation is focusing in this way because I think that is such an incredible universal message, right? Mm -hmm. Because what, what happens to, I think a lot of people, right, is you look at your friends, you look at your parents, right. you look at society, yes. and that gives you your clue for what you should be doing, yeah. exactly. who you yeah. should be marrying, exactly. what kind of car you should right. have parked That's in your right. driveway, right. Um, what your own children should be doing because of how you were raised, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And you must raise your children this way, and so on and so on and so on, right? Exactly. However, we come into this world, I believe, and like more and more, and through talking with you and so many others, um, that is like such an egotistical viewpoint of life because your soul doesn't work that way. Right. Your soul gives you these nudges, sorry, and these whispers um, that may not make sense. Right. Usually don't make sense. Right. It's, I think honestly, that's usually one of the first clues and people get confused by that. Mm -hmm. They think it's supposed to make sense. And it's it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't and make sense. And it doesn't feel good. Or yeah, right. And so good. what we want to do is no, I want to that that person over there, like they seem to have a nice life. So I'm just gonna do what that person mm -hmm, is doing, mm -hmm. and that's gonna keep me comfortable and mm -hmm. that's gonna keep me safe. safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that is going and people will just keep humming along. And I'm gonna come to the point that I was going to make, which is it's such a disservice for humanity yes. to function in the world that way. Yeah. To say soul. I'm not listening to you right now. Or heart. That's right. Heart. Yes. I'm not listening right. to you right now, right? Yes. I'm just going to listen to this monkey mind of mine, and I'm going to listen and do the thing that I think everybody else is doing, and that's what's going to be, that's going to work out for me. That's right. right. Yeah. But that's only going to get you so far. Yeah. And also, <laughs> yeah. it's not, you know, I mean, so it's funny because there are three, like, or there are two kind of, um, Jewish phrases that are popping in my head right now. And one is the tekiolom, which is to heal the world. And it's the, basically it's the mission of the Jewish people is to help heal the world. That is their charge. That's what they are guided to do. And the whole idea is that you are, you know, you're brought to this world. And it's funny, I believe this as a really little child. I, and you I, were not raised as a Jewish person. I was not raised as a Jewish person. I was raised Catholic. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really believed from a very young age that every single person that was born, everyone was given an assignment. And it's like, Absolutely. and this is your piece to yes. do here. Yes. And so we, when we do block that, when we let the fear block it, we are denying ourselves, we're denying everyone around us, and we're denying the world of that peace that only we can bring, mm -hmm. that we were designed to bring. Um, and it's that fear. And this is, the, the, so the second Jewish thing that's popping in my mind is that there are two Hebrew words for fear. One is uh, yara and one is pahad. Tammy has probably heard me talk about this 20 million times. But when I learned about it, it blew my mind because the, the yara fear is that fear of stepping into an energy that is bigger than what you've experienced before, which gets confused with the pahad fear, which is the lizard brain that is our reaction to yes. running from a saber-toothed tiger, which is a legit 
yeah. you know, reaction. That's mm-hmm. a perfect evolutionary response, but they're very different. The problem is your body can't tell the difference. Correct. Energetically, your, your nervous system feels the same thing. That's right. And so you actually have to do some work to unpack. Right. Is this just me stepping into something bigger and I just haven't experienced this type of energy before? Or is this, you know, a, a survival thing? Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to unpack that. And yeah, to me, that really helped reshape it because. Yeah. I mean, that's, step that's into the bigger definitely energy. helpful for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the bigger energy is that is your soul screaming out at you or whispering at you or whatever it mm-hmm. is telling you, yeah, this is the path. This is it. Well, you know, um, the book I wrote, I believe it's right at the end, the, probably the last chapter can't be sure but I th- it's right at the end of the book and uh you know the song that frank sinatra my way mm-hmm. he, the, he was famous for the song they did it my way <laughs> i said I, I, and i made reference i said as the songs frank sinatra sang i've truly have lived my life my way mm. because when this all started for me everybody thought i was crazy sure you know people were saying what's happening to her she you know and no one was going to stop me Mm. I knew I had to do it my mm. way, what was what I felt was the right way, and it was always proven to me the way I did it. And 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 I, I live by that my mm-hmm. way because mm-hmm. it is you have to it's your contribu your contribution. Yeah. Um you're here, be thankful we're all here, it's gratitude, and you know, we're trying to help and assist our fellow man in every way. That's what it's all about. Um and you know but if you stick to your convictions and you feel you're, you're, you are uh, doing it, doing something for someone, if, you know, the old saying, if you just help one person, yeah. you did it. Right. You yeah. know, so it's, it's, you have to claim it, stick with it, and execute it. Right. And, and, that, and that's the only way. That's every, it should be everyone's way yeah. <laughs> of, of, of following For sure. Through. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think, you know, just kind of going back to um, the healing aspect of it, but also, you know, the, the theme of um, our current season um, are the elements, which yes. are so obviously important um, to your work, um, but also... In, in this particular episode, um, we're focusing on Earth, right? And how Mother Earth can be used to help us ground and heal ourselves, right? And so that's important based on what we're talking about right now because I firmly believe that if we go inward and work on our own healing, then we work on making our little pocket of the world a little more positive, a little more healed, a little more moving into this world of compassion and kindness, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which has a ripple effect as we all go out into the world. What our own individual healing does helps the entire collective, yes. right? And the more that we can, we're more alike than we are not alike, but there's so much noise in our world today because of technology, which technology can be a beautiful thing. We have so much technology helping us right now (laughs) get this podcast out into the world, right? And that's all beautiful. But if we don't take the time to be still, to be silent, and if we are experiencing something in our lives where we feel like we want to reach for a shamanic healer and spiritual channel, or back to the grounding, one thing that I just love to do is put my bare feet in the grass in my backyard and hug a tree, right? You do so hug maybe trees just I do. A lot. My kids think I'm weird, but you know, maybe one day they'll just walk up to a tree and hug it <laughs> because their mom did and they'll go, "Wow, that kind of felt nice. I really feel calmer now." Well, I always say to people, a lot of people ask me, "What's the fastest way to escalate through your soul?" And I always say, visit sacred sites Mm -hmm. because they've been in the earth they've been with Mm -hmm. earth for so long like stonehenge or you know the the pyramids they've been here or the ruins in mexico yeah sacred sites Mm -hmm. they've been with earth for so long and the energy is embedded within those sites and in Mm. those plots of land where the sites are. what about the vortexes, right? I mean, they're all over. And that's the best way. Sedona is a big vortex. What do you mean by vortex? What are you talking about? Yeah, vortexes vortexes are uh, like portals Uh of energy. 
you know, where the energy comes in. Now, Sedona, there's all, you know, there's the mountains. And, right. And so the, 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 the spacecrafts, the, the ETs, do land with the crafts. Of course, you're not going to see it with your eyes. Maybe you will. But they do, will, will go over the tops of those mountains and, they, and they'll rest or they'll go into them. And, the, and the, that's how the energy is so strong. And if you visit these places, it will be transferred. You will pick it up into your physical body. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. There, there are many around the Throughout United the States. You, around the world for sure. Yeah. Um, but you don't have to go on some exotic trip yes. to experience this. You could go out to Sedona. You could go. I was recently in May. I was... Um, in the Blue Ridge Mountain area mm, there, and yes. there's a big vortex there. Yes, absolutely. I went to a place called Heavenly Mountain, which was... Um, was it heavenly? It was quite heavenly, <laughs> um, where uh, there's a lot of healing work that's done there, um, but that site was chosen specifically because it's a healing vortex. Um, but there are many, and Costa Rica, where I'm going to yeah. be doing a retreat in December, is a, a healing vortex. Um, but many times too, I would yeah. like to say yes. that it's what we're eating as well, because many Good people. Good point. Yes. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, because many people, you know, I'm not trying to um, talk against vegetarianism. A lot of people are vegetarian, and their body, they're eating too lightly. You know, um, everybody's every human, every soul, everybody's body is different. And it, it, you know, it's just because some person says I'm a vegetarian, that's the best and healthiest way. Doesn't mean everybody's supposed to eat that way. Mm-hmm. Some people do need the meat, mm-hmm. but many people eat too lightly for their body, and the body becomes ungrounded. So therefore, they they float out of their body. They're not even aware that they're floating out of their body. But when I work with so many people and they come to me for my services, I I can't believe what I see. I'm putting them back into their body because they're floating away. They're like two feet out of their body and they have no clue. This is why they're kind of ditzy or maybe they're in a car accident that day because they were out of their body. Uh Uh-huh. You see, so it's a grounding, it's a ground. So if you understand how to work with your own personal body to ground it and keep it grounded, Mm -hmm. everything will be working You'll grasp things faster, mm-hmm. and everything will flow easier for you. But many times, you're 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 actually working against your own physicality mm. due to ground not being grounded. Yeah, yeah. I would say that I do think that that's one of the things in spiritual traditions or even world wisdom traditions, especially organized religion traditions, they do ignore the body. Mm-hmm. And in some that you know, I think all three of us were raised as Catholics. They even go as far as kind of shaming you so there is a distancing from your body and almost a disassociation right yes Um, that that you feel is necessary and I think that that's a big I've I've heard more and more um, healers and more spiritual people and more evolved organized people in organized religion acknowledging that and acknowledging the damage how damaging that is because so much of the spiritual I mean not so much all of it depends on our physicality yes our very physicality to actually carry out and live on this earth and do bring into embodiment what it is that our soul is trying to do yeah so it's interesting the the divorcing of the embodiment and the physicality from the spiritual absolutely true i mean we're so technical now that that's actually pulling from our bodies and that actually can keep you ungrounded yeah somebody who's in front of a computer all day that may be their profession their work but they're not, they're not balancing it out with other ways to keep their physical body grounded. They're actually, it's taking exactly. away. It's, mm-hmm. it, they're, they're being robbed from mm-hmm. their body. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're not understanding it. And so I think this is so fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it is. Because it just touches on, um, you know, when we talk about this and why it's important is because we, we, the ultimate health, like we, we've talked about this, um, we've gone to lectures together and have heard other people talk about this. I know I read the, about this topic quite a bit. I know you do too. But to be whole, right? To be whole, to not only listen to your heart and your soul, but, um, and, and as women, we take on so much and so many people expect 
so much from us on the every single day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it is, yes, about replenishing our cup. It is about being whole and balanced, right? Yes. But it's looking at all the bodies, the, mm-hmm. yes. right? Yes. Our it's physical body. body, yes. our emotional mm-hmm. body, our spiritual body, mental. our mental body. Yeah. Um, and at any given point, it, this is an invitation, I guess, for people to just sit with yourself, like, eat, or maybe you're in the shower, right? And just give yourself a little inquiry about each one of those bodies and how you're doing and how you're feeling. Because something is probably off, right? Mm-hmm. And you just need to get in touch with that and, and really try to, to work with maybe you might need a cheeseburger yeah yes, it's absolutely <laughs> true right sometimes yes. you need that candy bar but yeah. i would like to set or can, yeah. correct yeah. like let's not restrict and let's right. not deny but yeah. let's also you know one of the things i've been sort of focusing on is what the thing that is in front of me that i'm about to eat right what was its journey where was it grown, mm-hmm. right? Is it organic? Is it not organic? It doesn't necessarily always have to be. I prefer that, right? And also just like, was it made with love? Was it right. not made? Like, what happened? What was right. this journey before it's actually going into mm-hmm. my mouth, right? Getting a little bit more mindful about it. And that helps, right? Mm-hmm. Because also this disconnection with our body or being two feet out of our body, we're shoving food in our faces. Yes. Yep. Yep. We're moving from one thing to the next. And I know one of the first things I do is, oh, I can't eat. I'm just going to grab a protein bar or mm-hmm. I'm going to mm-hmm. get this or I'm going to get that. And before you know it, like we're living so not mindfully, right? That And so much out there in the world. Yep. Yep the earth grounding getting yourself a crystal and sitting with it while you're having a cheeseburger (laughs) (laughs) that's been like you know made from Mm grass-fed beautiful Mm -hmm. regenerative sustainable agriculture right made from love right not this high process bullshit Mm -hmm. but let's just think about what we're doing let's have more intention behind it right yes so true I just want to say um, how I met Eve, right? She strolled into a store that I had, a local shop here, in 2019. Wow. So we're sitting here in 2023, right? Mm. And it reminds me, like, you never thought you were going to be a spiritual healer (laughs) (laughs) when you were a little girl. Never, ever, yeah. And I certainly never thought I was going to be a shop owner, then not a shop owner, now with a podcast. Right, you know, talking about like intention and just kind of what feels right sometimes is not what your soul is telling you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so as I kind of just look at my own journey, I'm just like, oh, those are times you are in alignment and you didn't listen to your soul. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's it's the retrospect is so easy yeah. to go back. And, kind and of so pinpoint. when Eve walked in. I was captivated by her energy and Mm -hmm. I, and I wanted to get to know her. I had no idea what she did. You gave me a card. Um, and she knew nothing about me when I went for that first session. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I have to say like my soul knew that I was in the right place at the right time and I did not know what was going to happen. I didn't ask her to solve a problem for me. I didn't say anything, really. I was there because I wanted to clear my energy, and I thought that would be good, right? And I was going through some stuff. Um, But what ultimately ended up happening was I found my birth father because of the work that I went, uh, the path that I went on as a result of saying yes to working with Eve, and on that, like, the candle just, like, <laughs> just smoked up, wow. right? And mm-hmm. went out. But, um, again, tying it back to our conversation and what the things we were talking about, I didn't go to Eve and say, look, I'm 52. I don't know who my father is. I've tried to find him in multiple ways. Um, it's not working out for me. Can you find my father? I didn't say that. That wasn't even part of our dialogue. But you know what happened? <laughs> Uh, so I met you in 2019, and on January 12th of 2020, before the world shut down, I sat across from my birth father in a New York City restaurant, and it was something that my soul, my heart, the cells in my body, 
uh, I had a physical reaction. I had an emotional mm-hmm, reaction. Mm-hmm. I had a spiritual reaction. Mm-hmm. Like there was just no de- denying um, what was happening, and um, and it was because I surrendered to saying yes to whatever was going to flow from that first session with you. And we've had many since, and I, and like the work is ongoing, and it's it's been amazing. But in every single instance. I know that karma's been cleared, soul has been cleaned up, or like has a a bit more of a clear path that I can hear it better, right? And it goes back to what you were saying, Becky, like you gotta listen to those whispers, but until you actually like hear them or give them space in your life. That's really it, right? It's the giving them space. Because like you said, you said yes, you surrendered, you gave them the space, yeah. yeah. For me, it's like talking about grounding, like really those whispers started coming through to me when I started going on long walks, which I did a lot as a kid. I was outside Nature, Like think Earth. about that, like how much we're outside as children <laughs> yeah. playing, mm-hmm. or at least maybe used to. I don't know if kids are still outside as exactly. much. Exactly. Likely very detrimental, but I was outside all the time. We were not allowed back inside. Like we got one come back inside and you could go back out, but if you came back inside again, you were stuck. Like mm-hmm. that was our rule in our house. And um, so we were always outside, always in nature. And you know, as a kid, I just, I did, I felt, felt very aligned. I felt very um, just in tune with going to trying the next thing. And like you were saying, like, I don't know what was pushing you or whatever. And it was really as an adult, when I started walking and doing long walks in nature again, that's when I started hearing the whispers again. And it required a lot of stillness and a lot of quiet. Mm-hmm. Just, but there's something about earth and the grounding, the sunlight. Mm-hmm. The we're, we have the window open here. It's mm-hmm. August here, and you can hear the cicadas rattling yes. in the background. There's something about all of that yeah. that really does just grounds you. Yeah, it's good medicine. It is good medicine. So, Abe, can you tell people? I mean, Tammy and I both know because we've had sessions <laughs> with you. But yes. if people are curious when we're talking about oh, this work that you do, this work that you do. What can what would someone expect if they came to work with you? Well, it, I'm in a state of trance. I, I move. I, I literally walk out of my body. A white buffalo woman walks in. It's a. It's a. It's quite a. Quite a little situation that occurs. <laughs> but it is. And um, and my breathing becomes extremely rapid. Mm-hmm. It's through the breath. And so the breath is the connection. The breath is everyone's connection yeah. to spirit. All and the yogis out there are like, yep. Right, mm-hmm. yes. And so um, so the rapid breathing overtakes my body. And um, white buffalo woman comes in and she'll speak with you very briefly. But she, you're not understanding what she's saying because she's not speaking English. But your soul is understanding everything because it's all done through vibrational flow. It's all vibrational flow. And then um, my hands bring forth a clearing. This is the magic. This is what starts occurring, the energetics. Mm -hmm. And I'm working with the etheric body, your electromagnetic field of energy. And I'm taking out what should no longer be there energetically. And I'm putting in, I'm bringing you, bringing into you what your body needs. It's a give and take. Mm. I take out and I give. I take out and I give. And so I bring through the alignment. And then, um, and that's clearing karma and patterns, and we're cutting cords, and it's it's very amazing. Then um, um, we bring through a channeling, and I channel, and that's in English, of course. And they're giving you a story, and I, I say to people, it's not for entertainment reasons. They're te- the story they're telling you, or the information they're telling you, they're giving you that information because there's the key is in that story. Of to your life mm. they're telling you something they're giving you the answer of what you're supposed to change they're, they're literally giving you the direction what you're supposed to be doing for your next Elevation. upload mm-hmm. yeah you, for where you're going to go next mm-hmm. they're, they're escalating you and so they're getting you to understand um karma and what happened to you in a past life so that um that's the reason why your life is kind of playing out the way it is now and so um, they're giving you the answer. So it's within your own free will if you're going to work it through, ex- execute what they're suggesting for you to do, or if you just stay where you are, 
good luck because right. you know that's your choice mm -hmm. but you're being given the option and so they give you the answer it's very very um i'll say life altering mm -hmm. i mean i peop i have people returning to me and they say it's changed their whole life mm. it, they went from a to z it, they it, they 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 said what when they're hearing <laughs> the, the, you know what they need to do and a lot of people hold back but if you take that leap and just try it you'll be surprised what can really kick in for you yeah yeah for sure for sure and I, yeah i remember my very first healing session with you i was working with my vocal coach who we also had on the show Marin oh, yeah. Azar. that's right and i was working on i think it was on the third chakra and i was having such a hard time with it and she was saying well it's it's three and two they're directly or, or i mean my solar plexus so she was like, it's connected to your throat chakra. She was like, so we're going to, we have to get to that because, you know, there's a block, you've got a block in your throat chakra. And when you, um, when I went to my first session with you, not knowing any of this, I didn't tell you any of this in advance, right? And when you, you know, through the white buffalo woman, the first place you went was right here to my throat. Like, and you just started pulling and pulling yeah. and pulling and you went behind me and pulling and pulling and pulling. And then, you know, the lesson for me was in my immediate previous life, I drowned as a toddler yeah and it was like your whole evolutionary purpose is to get yourself above the water right this mm -hmm. this time like pull yourself up you know you're the one who should be pulling yourself up pulling other people up get out of the water basically so it was really fascinating because you knew none of that nothing exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly yeah yeah no, it's, yeah, it's, it's very pretty, interesting. It's, it's work. very interesting, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, the, and then the person has the opportunity to question. Right. Yeah, you know, it's a question they could ask questions regarding anything. Yeah, once your mind goes, at least mine goes totally blank. I know, it's <laughs> like the pressure, right? Like I did can I ask leave, anything. Then I leave, and I'm like, oh dang, I know. I should have asked this, that, and the other. Totally, yeah. totally. But this last one, I was like, I know my questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it it does solve a lot of uh, mystery. Mm -hmm. Yes, and it's. Yes, yeah. like one of the events, and then we'll we'll wrap it up because right. I know we can just we go can on and on going. and on and on. Mm -hmm. But uh, when we did an event together, and we were talking to some of the women, like how was how was your experience? Because Eve was doing mini That's readings right. there, mm -hmm. um, and there was a woman who attended the event who had had a mini reading at the event with Eve, and we were asking her about it, and she said, you know, all my life I've had this inclination. Um, that I was going to get kidnapped. Yes. And she's a young mom, mm -hmm. right? And so now and she's like, and she I know has it's this irrational, irrational fear mm -hmm. that when she's with her daughter out in public, she's going to get kidnapped, right? And Eve didn't know that. Nope. But what came in this mini reading in this crowded place was that this particular person had been kidnapped in a previous life, right? Mm. And knowing that and hearing that now, um, this woman was able to heal that about herself. Like, mm -hmm. oh, that's now it makes sense. Now it's got context. Mm -hmm. And sure, I'm going to make sure that I don't leave my daughter in like a crowded park, of course, but no one's going to come along and snap her up, right? right? Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, I just have heard so many um uh, what am I saying? Feedback, different feedback from people um, that have gone who have said, there's no way she could have known this. Right, none. And it came through and, oh my gosh, this makes so much sense why I was having these thoughts, why I had these feelings, why I was behaving a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, and that's because you can you can read Akashic Records. Is yes, that correct? I'm, I'm reading your book of life. The Akashic Records is your book of life. And this is why there's many people who have phobias and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and they, they don't understand why they, they do. It's coming from another lifetime right. of what happened to them, and it needs to be cleared out. Or, and I, I do work with MDs, psychiatrists, and psychologists. I work with police. So, um, you know, and so we're filling in the dots when I say we, white buffalo woman, <laughs> is doing, you know, it's through me, through, right. through my physical body. But we're filling in the dots with a lot of the answers that, um, even the medical field, the police, mm -hmm. uh, the psychiatrists and the psychologists especially get it when they send me a patient and they, they say, I just don't know what to do with this person anymore because we're just going over the same material and I don't feel like they're really advancing. They send them to me and, we, and I say, don't tell me what it is. Let me figure it out myself. And we do it and it, it goes right to the heart of what that person has locked up yeah. in mm -hmm. why they're going for the yeah. to the psychiatrist or the yeah. psychologist. It's really pretty interesting 
You know, so it's clearing. It's constantly clearing you. Mm -hmm. Even if you come and you say, didn't do anything, trust me, yes. it did something. <laughs> right. It does. Some you may just not understand it how, how it's doing it. it. Correct. Yeah. Or some people hear something they don't want to hear and they say, this is crazy. Yeah. They're not understanding the gist of what spirit it's is going on. They're not getting down, it. They're rejecting it. Levels. They're blocking their own opportunity to go forward. They're just shutting down. Yeah. And that's what's happening. Yeah. So people, mm. Mm. people <laughs> don't <laughs> shut yourself That's down. Right. I know even as Eve is talking, I'm like, Oh, it's time. I got to get back in there. I've got to get know, back in there. Right? And so I'll just let everybody know. Cause I know how to book with Eve, but you're not going to find Eve online. You are not. You're Eve not. does well, not use computers. I do not. You, I, there's a website. Well, there you do a have website. a website now and then, because and your daughter-in-law has helped you yeah. with that. Oh, very good. Yes. Okay, so you yeah. will but find But bare bones, like if you just want it to go, and we'll put that we'll link. link that we will link that. Perfect. Yeah. Um, then people can And it's a you. monitored website for Eve, so yeah. the message will get yeah, to I you. Will, I will great. receive it. Yeah, yeah and that's a great way to kind of just start contact. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but locally, we also do events with Eve, mm -hmm. um, and we will be doing one together on September 20th. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. nice. So more info down the road on that. Great. Yeah. But Eve, thank you yes, so thank you. much oh, thank you for, for being here, for the work that you are doing. Thank and you. I know that for many who um, have come, and sometimes even their own messages are confusing. I know whether I've had a confusing message sometimes, you know, but it's like, look, Sometimes you have to be uncomfortable <laughs> to <laughs> yeah. really um, advance, yeah. right? And yeah. to really, you, you know, somewhere along the way, like paths get twisted up, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so there is a way to like untwist yourself, but it's going to, there's going to be a little kinky yeah. stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah. You got to get the kinks out. I know. Rotten. Not kinky Those stuff, rotten. but you know what I yeah. mean. I'd rather yeah. have the kinky <laughs> stuff. The twists and turns. <laughs> the twists and turns. Along the journey of yes. life. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But thank you so much. So fascinating. Thank you for doing this work. Yes, thank you Eve, to thank both you. of you. Thank you. Thank you. You're great. Thanks. Um, and until next time. Aho. 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 <laughs>